I am excited to say that Fire 2 on Air will hopefully soon be speaking to the designer of Terra Mystica, Helge Ostertag, if I'm pronouncing that right. And it would be great to have questions from listeners and the community to put to him. Um, so <clears throat> if you have a question that you would like to ask the designers, please contact uh, me. I'm EJ on places like the TMTL, Terra Mystica Tuesday League Discord server, and the uh, Fire 2 Open Discord server. You can find me on there and direct message me, or you can email fire2onair at gmail.com. That's F-I-R-E-2, the number, O-N-A-I-R, at gmail.com, fire2onair at gmail.com. And yes, would love to have your questions and we'll pick some good and interesting ones to ask. Thank you. Okay, it's time for George Shortwell. This was really fun to talk to George. He is an awesome player and a lovely guy. And I always enjoy talking with him on the forums and stuff. So very nice to speak to him over Discord. Uh, so yes, please enjoy this chat. It's a good one. We talk about um, he's playing in TM Tour Division 1 at the moment. So we talk about that. Also about his various other achievements over the past sort of year on the Terra Mystica scene, including the Mind Sports Olympiad tournament last year. So all really interesting. Uh, please enjoy this, George talking to me, EJ. And as I mentioned, if you've got questions um, before about sort of the start of May, I will be looking for questions to put to Helgi. So please send them in. Thanks, everyone. Hey, George, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, good. Nice to talk to you in, well, not in person, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, about as in person as you talk to most people these days. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's a pretty normal thing. Um, have you, although, have, have you started doing, like, in-person board gaming and stuff again? Are you, like, back to normal with that? yeah kind of um kind of off and on um but yeah we've we've started up again a little bit who who do you play with is it just like friends or um yeah my well my wife is pretty into games um which is the greatest thing in the world because then we can play games together um mm. But then, yeah, we have we have some friends, um, like my brother, and a couple other friends we'll often play with. Um, yeah, normally, like pre-COVID, we were doing like once or sometimes even twice a week. We would play some games. So we'd get back to once every couple of weeks at the moment, probably. That's yeah, that's not bad as it goes. Is uh. 
in-person Terra Mystica are we playing, or is Terra Mystica a uh, board game arena competitive thing only? No, we play a lot. We've played a lot of Terra Mystica in person. Um, yeah, my like a couple of my friends, they or one of my friends got the Merchants expansion last spring or something, whenever it came out. Or not, not exactly when it came out, but a little bit after it came out, and so we kind of crushed a bunch of that over over the summer. Um, yeah, we play a lot of that. We play a lot of a lot of different games, a huge variety, um, mostly Euro type games. Nice, nice. Um, and where where are you based? Is it with that? I don't know. I don't know how specific you want to be, but is is Ed- Edmonton, is that right? Yes, yes. I am in Edmonton, uh, born and raised. Um, yeah, probably will stay here <laughs> forever because, well, I don't really like moving. Although we've moved a lot just in various locations in Edmonton, but uh, moving to another city entirely seems crazy. So this is like, that's like as far, is that as far north as like a city in Canada? Is that fair to say? Like about as far north as you can go? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're definitely the, definitely the biggest city, most northern in Canada. Um, mm. Yeah, it's like overall, in, I guess as Canada goes, it's not overly far north. Um, like there's a lot a lot north of us just there's nothing there so (laughs) yeah so two places that i wanted to visit anyway uh but then my sort of desire has been vastly increased by meeting you guys uh new zealand and canada and yeah Mm. really like would like to come to canada sometime yeah, it's well, it's an enormous country, so I mean, <laughs> use tons of different things to see. But um, yeah, whereabouts in England are you? Uh, kind of uh, like the west uh, near Oxford uh, in a bit of called the Cotswolds, um, which, yeah, England is obviously smaller. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know it's, i guess there's probably less diversity in terms of like um the landscape in england really yeah but the i'm in like a bit of the countryside the it's it's a bit sort of more it's a bit quieter but i'm near to some sort of bigger towns and cities it's a nice area we live in yeah yeah for sure yeah so um yeah we went to england Oh gosh, it's probably like eight-ish years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Traveled around a little bit. Um, saw London, obviously. Um, hopped up to Scotland, to Edinburgh. Uh, came down, saw a bath, uh, down to the south coast, oh, yeah. to Portsmouth and Southampton. Oh, because you're a Portsmouth football fan, is I, that right? I am, yes, I am. Long, <laughs> long suffering. Um, yeah. So my my hometown is Southampton, where I grew up, 
Okay. Not in, not in Southampton, but sort of outside Southampton. Yeah. So, um, I never was, but my like brother is a Southampton football fan, and a lot of my school mates were Southampton football fans, and they are the sworn enemy yeah. of Portsmouth. <laughs> yeah. But I, I actually quite like Portsmouth because there was a period where they had kind, kind of early, early two thousands. They had like a few African. Did they have like Kanu? Yeah, and they had like three Africans of centre forwards kind of thing. Yeah, Yakubu and yes, um, yeah, they had a few different guys. Was, yeah, that's kind of when I when I started like getting into into uh, cheering for them. Uh, I think the biggest uh, reason initially was because they were sponsored by uh, Beanie Babies there. Oh yeah, so they had the the ty and the heart on the on their jersey or on their on their kit. So yeah, that was pretty hilarious. I thought so. That's kind of why I started. And then once you start, you can't stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. What? So I know I I'm now. So yeah, for early two thousands was my love of football, and I'm just googling that shirt now. But where are Portsmouth now? I I'm not. I don't follow it much anymore. Oh. Division yeah, are they in? I think they're I think they're in Div one. Okay. Oh, I remember they had a whole thing where they went bankrupt. And yeah, went, like, they went into administration and got relegated a few times and then Yeah. So I guess they're in yeah, League One. Oh, and they lost to Cheltenham today, which Cheltenham is kind of my closest team now, maybe is Cheltenham. So yeah, there okay. we beat Portsmouth. We, yeah. <laughs> have you seen that Mitchell? Have you do you watch Mitchell and Webb? Is that a thing? That no, gets to I, you? I've never heard of it. Uh it, it's a it's a British sketch show, and they do a great sketch about how people call football teams like we, right? Like, oh, we beat you, yeah. and the joke is like, oh, were you on the team? Were you were you kicking the ball? Were you playing? Yeah, not quite, but you know, when you're cheering for them, you have a enormous impact on yeah. the outcome yeah it's yeah it's yeah football especially it's yeah home advantage in that anyway there we go um uk football chat not what people came <laughs> for but yeah probably not <laughs> it's cool to cool to hear um the re the sort of yeah so i guess here we go the reason for talking to you now uh particularly now is that you are just a week or so into your foray into division one of the tm tour correct Um, but i also wanted to talk about your various achievements over the past i guess kind of like the past calendar year maybe uh not like past yeah yeah but the last year you've been smashing it across various uh mso tournaments and international clashes um but yeah it seemed like good timing to get you on for the tm tour so my question my other question is have you listened to the recently released matt the lesser episode of fire two on air i haven't yet um i've caught i've caught (laughs) most of the episodes but i'm usually like a week or two behind when I finally get around to them. That's obviously fair. 
I I talked to Matt, Super and I talked to Matt about how, so I have been known to post George Shortwell, best all-round terramistic player in the world yes. <laughs> in places, <laughs> which I don't know how you feel about that. It's somewhat tongue-in-cheek. And sometimes I think we spend too much time talking about like, oh, who's the best? Who's the best? It, like, it doesn't matter who's the best. Yeah. And there is no the best. But when you won the MSO tournament last year, and I think around that time, you'd absolutely kicked my ass in TM Tour. <laughs> I think in I, I think we were in Division 4 at that point, maybe. Yeah. But you just... Do you remember that season we were together? A little bit. I, I mostly remember my Darklings game where I took, where I did take water two, um, and didn't build my sanctuary ever. And I think I finished second, like a close second, in that game. Yes, but it was kind of a, it was kind of a bizarre, very bizarre game. <laughs> and I, yeah, well, you, I think you might have been second to me. I, I think maybe. so. It was. But I was cultists, and I had like it was such a good cultist track, and I scraped to win, and I was like, George is going to beat me with this ridiculous Darklings game, and then I think in the game where you beat me, you just won by an extraordinary margin, and I had I sort of couldn't comprehend how you'd managed to win like so so well ahead of me. I'm trying to find the season. Anyway, around that time, I was like, I was saying, George Shortwell, best all-round player in the world. But then we got Matt the Lesser on because he won TMTL very recently. Right. And I've, I, I have to say, <laughs> Matt the Lesser is playing some really good all-round Terra Mystica at the moment. He's winning live. He won the TM Tour. Uh, he won the turn-based TMTL Division 1. Um, so I sort of mentioned a bit about how maybe you and him have to scrap for that title. I don't like creating rivalries. I think it's a bit annoying when people do that, but all the same, I think there's a bit of like a, an interesting comparison between the two of you, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's, that's totally fair. And yeah, Matt's obviously an extremely good player. Um, I actually, I've played him a ton now on Snellman. Um, because we're both playing in the fire and ice ladder. And so mm. Mm. we we play a lot in there um, recently. Um, and I've actually, I think I've come out ahead more often than not there, but um, these things come and go, right? And sometimes you, you win lots and sometimes you don't win lots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've won quite a few recent... You've won the, the game one of the Fire and Ice Ladder a fair few times recently, is that right? Uh, yes, two... For sure, twice. Um, well, yeah, I've, I've actually never finished lower than second in a Fire and Ice Ladder game. Um, oh, in like any game ever? Yeah, across on the, the whole Fire and Ice Ladder, yeah. That's a pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and I think I've I've been in like twelve or fourteen, uh, like first like uh, game one games in a row now. So um, it's going it's going pretty well over there. It, it is. 
Best all-round player in the world, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, take that, Matt. <laughs> um, could, how does it work on Foreign Ice Ladder? Is, the, is it random seat order? Or is it sun, Is it done by your position on the ladder where the seat order is in the game? I believe the seat order is all randomized. Um, I haven't actually really looked at that in depth, but um every it wrote like the game one rotates a map um each each game week oh i didn't know it rotated map oh, okay interesting yeah so it goes through a cycle um goes through four maps so all the maps except for revised base which isn't really a map um i, I say that jokingly obviously um if, <laughs> if i guess yeah if when danny b listens to this he'll be or ghostly they'll be talking about the familiarity ditch that we've veered into or whatever um but yeah so it cycles through the four different main maps that people play um and i believe seed order is randomized yeah still going strong far and nice that's good to see um yeah if people aren't aware of it I'll link to it and they can sign up. But yeah, seat order, as discussed in various places, may be less important when you've got the fire and ice factions in there to sort of mix things up and give you a bit more optionality. Is that a word? Optionality from the latest? Yeah, for sure. And like, I I think you find that, especially um, like there's usually a fire and ice faction in most games or at least over half i would say um and it's i I feel like acolytes are the are the most commonly picked especially at the the upper end of the of the ladder and it's just because they're a fairly flexible and you know robust faction not necessarily that they'll win a ton but it gives you a good chance to not lose at least even from fourth seat Mm. Um, yeah yeah can see week 103 you played acolytes and won the game one very nice very nice from third seat that's cool you've played a few dragon lords games in game one as well yeah good stuff um so anyway right so let's so yeah let's let's talk about tm tours yes well We've talked. No, I was going to say talk about that first, but we've talked about <laughs> a load of us. <us. laughs> um, how? So yeah, congratulations on getting into Div One. Thank you. How are your matches shaping up, and are you going to win? <laughs> um, I I would be so- so, just to be clear to ever, to the listeners, we're on the 9th of April now, so we're nine days into Division One. So yeah. sorry. Carry on. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would be surprised if if I won uh, the division. Um, mainly, well, one of our games is actually almost finished already. Um, oh, wow. It's in round six. Like, all of us have just a couple of moves left. Um, it would actually be done already if uh, Jesse G wasn't so slow. He's taken a total <laughs> of, like, four days and 18 hours of time on the clock whereas the rest of us are at like a day and a bit or i'm just under a day so 
Man, that has changed yeah. so much. I have you listened to the Lumen episode where he was I, I have, lamenting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and look at that. You've yeah, yeah. So so in this game, I'm pretty sure I'm losing. Um, Playing Darklings. Yes, mm. I. I was for sure losing, and then. Um, Green Rain, as the cultist player in this game, um, made a move to kind of partially block or gave me the opportunity to block uh, the Nomad's final town in a round six town game, which I decided to take because based on my calculations, I thought there's a chance I could squeak third over Nomad's if I did that. But then I think I missed one or two things and also made a, a a small mistake on my next action which i think is gonna force me into fourth place regardless so um so not a great start but all the other games i'm feeling relatively okay about so far and you've got so you got two darklings games engineers and nomads which yeah it's a nice spread yeah the I'm I'm most excited about the Nomads game. Um I I had the opportunity to pick cultists from fourth seat. Um and the cult rewards went fire water, fire water. Um but Oh yeah, I can see. Yeah. But um I decided to go nomads because I could open Stronghold Nomads on the big building uh bonus card and just go for a crazy um, crack points game. Um, so yeah, that game's going going along well and it's have kind of fun one. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, you've got you've got your stronghold. You haven't built it's round three. You've had which round two and three are both dwelling rounds, and you're in round three with no temples or anything yet. Just your stronghold and eight dwellings on the board <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah yeah and so then i'm planning to and you're back on that past tile as well yeah yeah for sure and so then i'm planning to build all four trading houses next round in a trading house scoring round and then try to get three towns in a round five town round and then probably build a temple or two in the round six temple round so yeah, it should be a, yeah. almost 50 points from the track scoring if all goes according to plan, and then we'll see how the rest of it goes. Nice one. That's cool. Um, and yeah, so I, I mean, it depends when this comes out. I don't know. People can go on to tmtour.org and see how um, Division 1 is progressing mm -hmm. are you enjoying playing in division one do, does it feel like maybe this is a silly question but it, does, do you feel like under pressure being up there or anything like that um a tiny bit um just because it's like there's a there's an amount of prestige about it i guess um and now that i'm here uh, I, I like i i wasn't ever expecting that i was gonna win right away um but i guess i feel i feel like i'd really like to avoid being relegated um right away 
so that I can at least play here for a little bit and get get a few shots at it. Yeah, that was that was sort of I guess my approach a lot of the time was like yeah. A lot of the time. Well, it's not that often. I mean, I've not, I've only got to division three from seven, so it's not like you climb loads. But yeah, it was like climb a division and then kind of spend one season acclimatizing and being like, oh, this is harder. And But try and avoid relegation. And then maybe like the next season, try and push to get some wins and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it is interesting that it's being played out so fast or or that game is for whatever reason anyway that single game so yeah anyone who left because they're annoyed about well that's what matt said is he left because it was taking so long but then i think it was the season after he left that it sped up so yeah yeah so he might have been part of the problem is what it (laughs) seems like (laughs) um but yeah that that one game has been crazy like it's yeah a weekend and we're basically done um, the rest of the games are all mostly in round two, one in round three, one in round four. So, so it, it seems a, a quicker pace overall, but for sure, yeah, this one game was kind of nuts. Yeah, and um, uh, not to go on about that time back in season forty-three when we played each other, but I remember that season. I don't know whether it was just because of the geography of where everybody was i mean i'm looking at it now it's not necessarily i don't know but sort of in my afternoon (laughs) i would just be met with what felt like an onslaught of moves (laughs) and like it just seemed and obviously like you don't actually have to take your turn straight away no but it was just like every time i'd make a move one would come straight back i was like george calm down mate I, i need time to breathe and you're like no make your move make your move and it felt um it felt like almost like a live game at some points i remember that season yeah yeah it's that that's kind of i mean part of the reason why i don't think i have a great shot at winning in div one is because that's kind of how i play is um if i have some downtime i'll just have the site open and you know every time it game pops up that i can make a move in it's telling me oh it's your turn i go in and i look at the situation and you know within a couple minutes i'll make my move and then wait for the next one so i'm i'm a bit of a i almost play them like they're like they're live games sometimes um Mm. but uh do you do you ever and i guess this is like in your fire and ice ladder games as well and you and your fjords league game do you ever like see a, a situation and go like okay actually i'm gonna i'm gonna sleep on it or i'm gonna give it an hour to mull in my mind or are you pretty much always gonna take a move there and then uh most of the time i'll i, t- I take a move pretty quick um there's there's some situations like obviously especially when it gets into like round six and um you're just trying to figure out uh, where everyone's going to end up points wise or approximately points wise and so you have to do quite a few different calculations and um you know play through a couple different scenarios to kind of see what could happen depending on what you do so those there are times like that where obviously it takes a little bit longer and i'll take a good amount of time to kind of sit there and 
do some do some different um, planning type things. But for the most part, I'm I'm pretty quick. Um, and and part of that is just because I do kind of check in on the games like, you know, throughout the day, I'll check in on whatever games I'm in just to kind of see if anything's changed and just kind of think for a few minutes about, OK, this what I'm planning to do. Is that still best option? That kind of thing. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, I want to talk about Fjords League as well. Mm. Um not not least just because i feel like i haven't talked about it that much and virexed who runs fjord league fjords league and is a legend is always very uh he he's the guy who often sends me a message saying like oh, i enjoyed that interview with well he sent one about the interview with matt lesser which i'm always very grateful for because it's nice to hear and he is also very good at correcting my spelling mistakes <laughs> when I post about stuff like that, which I am genuinely always grateful for because that stuff slips through. Yeah. And he runs the Fjords League, uh, which, I mean, actually, how do you join it if you want to join it? Yeah. Do you email him? Um, I think there's a, there's a thread on uh, Board Game Geek um on the terra mystica forums um where it's about the fjords league so if you search um on the terra mystica board game geek you should be able to find the the fjords league thread which every it runs every every two months um like opposite start to tm tour so uh the next season should be starting in may uh, like beginning of May. Mm. And so, yeah, he always posts in that thread um, when the next season is, you know, starting soon. And there's a sign up links in there. Um, mm. Yeah, the last couple of seasons, there hasn't been a ton of people playing. Like, I think we only have kind of two divisions worth for the last few seasons. So like 14 people. Um. So I, I know he has kind of mentioned a few times, like, you know, I'm not sure if people still want this to be running, you know, and for sure, I think all the people playing it still want it to be running. But, um, you know, I, I imagine there's a decent amount of administrative work that he has to put in to kind of set it up and keep it going. So so for, for the time being, it's still going, but it may not always be going depending on, you know, if he's still able to to run it for us yeah so sign up people sign up to the fjords league because everyone who plays in it seems to love it i'm being hypocritical because <laughs> i've always sort of i don't know i've just not got round to it and i kind of like having the other month off but maybe i should take a break from tm tour and do fjords league because you get to learn fire and ice factions mm -hmm. And it's Fjord's map, which is widely regarded. Is it what is it your favorite map? Um, probably it's like all of all of Fjord's uh, base and fire and ice map. I all enjoy those like a lot. Um, and then don't really enjoy the other maps. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. So I 
I like any of any of those three, and yeah, Fort Fjords may, might be at the top of the list. Yeah, so yeah, it's all on Fjords, which is a good map. You don't end up playing on any lesser maps, and yeah, it's good high quality play. So yeah, sign up for Fjords League, people. I'm gonna sign up, and um, thanks to Firexed for running it because mm-hmm. it's yeah he's a good dude um how many times have you won fjords league uh once i won gosh season nine maybe um, mm-hmm. yeah i i won it the one time i've finished fairly low a couple times and then this past season i finished second to uh barnawal who won it barnawal's been doing well in it recently hasn't he he's been yeah by the sounds of it playing some quite cool games yeah he does um <laughs> he i think i've oh gosh i could pull this up um but i've i've played him quite a bit now through the fjords league um and i have a absolutely terrible record against him <laughs> um, I could just grab it in one second here. Opponents. We won't. What we won't do is compare how many times Matt Alessis won Fjords League. We can leave that as an exercise for people who are interested to check such things. Yeah, but we won't check no. it. No. Um, yeah, I've played. I've played Barnawal ten times on uh, Snellman, and he's finished better than me nine of those ten games. <laughs> Oh, ouch. That is quite comprehensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like most other people, I have a, you know, I, I have a, a better record against most players. Um, but that's the one that just like just get destroyed against him, apparently. <laughs> uh, nice. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that's Fjords League. And. So that yeah, as we sort of go on the the tour of um, your greatest hits, <laughs> my so my I it was in truth it was sort of the same time that I was starting to take more of an interest in terror was the international clash, mm-hmm. but was that kind of was that the first time you were like I don't know how to say it like sort of on the scene a bit more was the clash like you hadn't played in any fire to opens before then or anything like that is that fair to say uh almost i i played in one fire to open game in the second ever tournament i I don't know what that one's officially titled um but i played i qualified and played one game my opening round game was against uh, Nerd Cube, Rainier, and Gino. So a bit of a, a bit of a tough, tough setup. <laughs> um, and I I played Mermaids. I was playing Mermaids. This was uh, with Landscapes on this season. This was the season that Gino won. Um, and I. I was. I actually had a shot at second, I think, in the final round, but I completely like missed the fact that I needed my landscape for my fi- for my uh, other town, 
and in my head i was just like oh i already have this town like i'm obviously going to get it because i have the landscape to place to get it but then i got distracted and decided to mess with some other people and fight network a little bit and place my landscape somewhere else so i could reach another hex and then um went to form my town and couldn't and realized my mistake and felt shame um <laughs> yeah so if, if you ever want to see someone really bomb the end of a game you can go find that game on on youtube i think and hear the commentators talking through uh what the heck i was thinking and being confused about <laughs> my moves and then yeah it's it, it's not uh not my favorite game i've ever played obviously but it, it did happen <laughs> Uh, again, I or like semi-old guy with this wiki. It's just there with the YouTube link. Yeah, brilliant. So easy. Back when vods actually were posted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, anyone can go and find that glorious, glorious uh, crash and burn. Well, it's actually listed as Rickery, but it's not. When you it is Gino, like you said, when you click on the YouTube, it was Gino playing. Okay. Semi old guy, mistake on the wiki, please change that. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, seriously. Standards. <laughs> uh, sure. So you did that, and then it was international clash kind of time after that, I guess. Yeah. Um, how was that? Was that cool to get selected for? team canada and and play with those with some other sort of legends yeah for sure yeah yeah i was i again like like you said i i had played this one f2o game and you know got destroyed and um so I, and i wasn't overly highly ranked on the like my elo on bga wasn't super high at the time um when the international clash was kind of starting but it was kind of anyone can apply and then it was vote on it so i was like well what the heck let's try and get in on this um and i like spammed all of my like friends and family be like hey you know <laughs> go vote for me my name is george shortwell i know that's kind of weird but you know i'm trying to get on this team canada for this board game tournament and people were kind of like okay sure <laughs> <laughs> but I guess enough of them did vote for me that I got on the team. Um, and then, yeah, that was that was a ton of fun. Um, playing with Zorus and Chris and Danny B. Um, and then we had some great, uh, like, alternates. Um, and, uh, like, Ryan the Man and uh, Weber and uh, G. Warak um, all helped out with, you know, some strategy advice and kind of talking about games afterwards with us and doing some practice games with us and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, that was, that was a great experience for sure. Yeah, it was really, we talked to, um, Zoras and Danny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Danny afterwards. And it was, yeah, it was really, I find the sort of, uh, I'm sort of repeating myself what I said then, but I find the team dynamics, in general, like in, I think team sports are really interesting. Like how some teams are good, like can be good, and some teams can be, you know, like more than the sum of their parts. And some teams can have good players but not work as teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
no, we're not going to mention any <laughs> any teams. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, football or Terramistica. <laughs> but you, what we will say is that you Canadian guys seem to like, yeah, like you were saying, be like a really good unit and sort of work at how you were going to play as a team and and yeah, work together. Um, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, and definitely if you listen, if anyone goes back and listens to that um, that episode. They'll, they'll kind of hear it a bit more but yeah it was it, it it took a lot of work of us kind of like talking through things and kind of figuring out what worked and what didn't and trying out different ways of collaborating together in game because it's it, it wasn't it wasn't overly easy to do especially initially but by the end of the tournament we kind of had a pretty good system going so it was very cool yeah so uh and I'd like to see more of the team stuff. So uh, we have sort of uh, discussed it a bit on like the Tuesday league. Um, Super Chani was, well, he did the sort of 2v2 or we, he mostly did the 2v2 mm-hmm. thing. I think, yeah, it's something I'd like to see more of, whether it's from the Fire 2 open side. Because, uh, yeah, it's interesting. And, and that was why, partly what made me say, best all-round Terra Mystica player because yeah I think it's it's another it's a different skill to play a kind of team game like that to playing individual to playing async it's yeah it's interesting mm-hmm. um and then after that was the mind sports olympiad which I didn't see that I think I was really busy with work around then so I sort of missed it but you won that which is a cool like how did that feel as an achievement because the mso is an interesting one because it's more kind of uh what's the word kind of outside this the community a bit more it's like sort of more you're kind of getting recognition from a wider area i feel like maybe with that yeah i think so like there's i mean Probably not like the Terra Mystica tournament itself is fairly small. Um, I can't even remember how many players there were all together, but um, I think there was something like 20 some players maybe. Um, but yeah, the, the MSO tournament overall, they run like tons and tons and tons of games. Um, and so it's a pretty massive event. Um, and so it was pretty cool to be a part of that and, and to win it, I ended up, uh, just got my gold medal a few months ago shipped to me. Um, so I've got that. Oh, they actually sent you a medal. Oh, that's great. I didn't yeah. know that. Awesome. Yeah. You, you can choose cause you, you have to pay for it. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not very much. I guess, the biggest part was like shipping it from England over here. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah so you can choose to get your medal um so that's pretty cool um but yeah the tournament itself was kind of a mix of players that the pga community would know and some other people who are more just from the mso tournaments um and have done lots of those and you know just kind of play all the board games or as many of them as they can so so there's a little bit of a mix of 
very high level players and you know more casual um terra mystica players um but by the time it's really weird looking at the so yeah i was just gonna say it's weird looking at the results because like it's names that you sort of recognize like there's a a bitchigo and you're like oh alessia Alessio Bichigo must yeah. be Bichigo. <laughs> and then there are some names where you're like, oh, who's... I mean, I don't know who Kyle Dunn is. Is that someone who we know? Uh, I don't know. Yes, I believe that's actually semi old guy. Oh, there we go. Right, okay, cool. So yeah, it's this weird thing. And obviously, your real name is not George. Does it feel weird me calling no. you George? <laughs> Talking. No, okay. no. You are Steven. I am Steven. It it actually it actually almost feels weirder <laughs> to be called Steven when I'm like in this weird online board gaming community where I'm <laughs> known by something else. It's yeah. Um when I was talking to Jamie, I messaged him to Jamie mm-hmm. Stigma. I messaged him and said I think I put like EJ slash John. But then because my board game geek profile is John, I think he replied John. And then it was like, okay, I'm going to have to be John <laughs> for this podcast. <laughs> Which like weirdly, yeah, like you said, it weirdly feels weird to be called John in this environment. Like I'm not John. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, kind of a weird um, alias of mine, I guess. This George Shortwell. Um, but yeah, do you use it elsewhere or is it just, uh, BG? Uh, I use, I've used it in various random things, um, online Online-y. type, yeah. uh, game games or, um, forums or things like that. So you may, you may run into that in random places and then be like, Oh, I know who that is. Um, yeah, the yeah the the MSO final was like when we won it. It was it it was or when I won it. It was it was, uh, it was pretty crazy. It was a very it was it was almost you know like it was obviously uh, against some pretty high level competition. The final, and you had to play. I think it was four. No, three, three qualifying games i think and then there was a semi-finals and then of the finals so um I, I think i won all three of my qualifying games and then finished second in the semi-finals to simon um and then won the finals so it was a lot of a lot of terra mystica over two days and it was pretty pretty cool to win that yeah because the three so I'm I'm relocating because the cat was starting to snore. <laughs> <laughs> the the three qualifier games were they all in a row? It was like yes. bang bang bang. Yeah, it was like yeah, you play for you know a couple hours and then had a couple like a couple minute break and then you'd sit down for your next one and play for a couple hours and then have a few minutes break and then play another one. So that was a lot to do in a row again when we talk about different formats like a kind of um endure- endurance format of like yeah yeah like an iron man of terra mystica is like another yeah format. for sure and because and it's it's very mentally draining like 
even just um like anyone who's played in any kind of competitive board game setting like just playing one match like and especially if terra mystica it's a pretty long game right um so it's just mm. it takes a lot of mental energy to to play a game and especially any of the f2o games or um, whatever that i've been involved in afterwards you know i feel i feel kind of tired even though i've just been sitting there you know using my finger to mm. push buttons um but it, it takes quite a bit of of mental capacity and so yeah playing playing a bunch in a row was was pretty crazy <laughs> yeah and so on that do, do you think so you you do notice the difference when it is like a uh in like a proper tournament game you do notice the difference and do you think is that because you're playing on a higher level do you think or is it just like more pressure um yeah i think it's a bit of kind of everything like it's especially like um in any of the f2o tournaments or in the mso like the final like in these ones that are being streamed to you know a decent sized audience and then there'll be you know a, a vod of it out there forever it's it's you feel some pressure to kind of perform um when you're you know that many mm. people are watching and um and especially when there's you know some sort of not that there's huge prizes or anything but you know there's there's some some bragging rights and stuff on the line and you know that um that uh i don't know what i'm trying to say but the like distinguishedness of you know being a winner of of these kind of events it's it's something to be proud of and you know it's it's you you obviously want to do your best and and try and win so um those there's always there's a kind of pressure like that it's kind of funny because in in other random games i play i still kind of get like a little bit nervous every time when i'm starting like um mm. it's just like you know i i always i i as a very competitive person i always want to to win and so i'm always a little bit nervous at the start of of a game even if it's just like a you know a friendly game with other people or i'm you know playing a yeah yeah arena game or whatever i'm I'm always a little bit nervous at the start, but um, yeah, definitely those bigger tournaments, it's a different kind of, of pressure. And and you are, like, I would say, I guess it's not like I <laughs> like know you that well. And, and I don't know, you don't, but I, I, you don't strike me as a really competitive person, but you are, you do, you are like, gunning for that yeah one. for sure i am um i i don't know complain like i've played a lot of sports growing up and that's probably where most of my competitiveness has has been but yeah it's any anything i'm doing i try and i try and win i'm pretty pretty driven towards that even just casual fun games with friends i still get pretty <laughs> pretty into mm. <laughs> nice <laughs> nice uh um well yeah it, it's really cool that you won the mso tournament is uh it's a cool thing um will you 
are you gonna it's pretty soon right are you, are you playing this year yeah so they're doing because last year was online the same as the year before due to covid um but this year they're going back to the in-person tournaments um in august uh somewhere in england i'm i'm guessing it's in london but i don't know for sure um but then they're still running an online version called the mso grand prix which is uh basically starting up in a week or two here in april and running through the end of may ish um and so yeah the the terra mystica tournament is scheduled to run on the 23rd of april i believe so two weeks from from today when we're recording this um and yeah so it doesn't look like it's been a two-day event as per it was last year um it looks like it's just going to be a, a single day event so i'm not sure exactly how that's going to be different but um yeah i i have entered so I will be trying to defend my crown. Nice. And yes, depending when this is released, people can either go to the MSO website to sign up for that tournament, or they can go to the MSO website to see whether George did successfully <laughs> defend his <Yeah>. crown. <laughs> depending on whether it's yeah the 23rd of April or not. Um, nice uh oh yeah this was this was an interesting thing so would you swap that mso win for a fire to open win hmm. fire to open tournament um probably not like i i guess the f2o is probably more prestigious not that <laughs> there's a huge amount of prestige about our online terra mystica gaming but um for what there is it's probably it's probably people would say it's more prestigious again there's uh, a qualification just to get in and then um a higher overall level of play throughout all the competitors um but i don't know i think there's something cool about about winning it especially because um it's only been online for a couple of years, so um, I only had these. I, I didn't enter the previous year. Um, I hadn't quite kind of gotten back into the the BGA Terramistica scene at that point. So um, I, yeah, I only had this one shot to do it, and I won it. And so I and I got a medal out of it. So I don't know. I'm pretty pretty happy about that. Yeah. It's a cool thing, definitely, yeah. The fact you got a medal is really cool. But yeah, I think it's just being up on that website is a pretty nice Yeah. That's that's something you can really point to and be like, yeah. It sounds grand as well, the mind sports. Yeah, for sure. So Yeah, I get that yeah, that so that is there you go. There's the there's the case. <laughs> for George Shortwell as the best all-round terroristic player. They're the highlights. Yeah. And Matt the Lesser can suck it. Yeah. Pretender to the throat. <laughs> oh, I'm such a <laughs> um, So 
I guess, yeah. So I guess to talk about sort of your current, current Terramistica and then your sort of uh, attitude where we're like, we're skirting around the meme here, but Super's question that he likes to ask a lot of people is, what's your favorite econ favorite tile, George Shortwell? <laughs> yeah, well, if we're talking strictly econ, it would probably be Fire One. Um, like, I'm sure I, that's, the, that's the favorite tile that I have taken more than any other. I'm pretty positive. Um, I I do really enjoy Earth Two as well. Um, I also like Air Two, but I just don't take it as much. Um, I feel like it's a bit more faction and setup specific to whether or not it'll be as as beneficial. Um, but then, of course, we get to Water Two, which is the um, the pinnacle of favor tiles in which both the economy from the cult rewards and the power from moving up the track is combined with the uh, VP scoring engine of the cult track in which at the end of the game, you know, the higher you are on the cult tracks, the more points you can score. So it is the perfect blend of econ and <laughs> points scoring. And um, that's why it's the greatest, obviously. <laughs> I, yeah. It's funny when a, a meme becomes a meme. But it, in general, I love, I love that Water 2 exists in Terra Mystica. It's such a good, I don't know. There's so much that I love about Terra, but the favor tiles are just so well <clears throat> designed, and the and the fact that like they give you bumps on the Colts as well is just so sort of juicy. And the fact that Water Two gives you two bumps on a Colt is great, and it makes it such an interesting decision. Um, yeah, I've never I've always struggled to successfully use it but i do it doesn't really count as a water 2 game because it's chaos magicians and i took it with my chaos magician sanctuary and tm tour this season and i'm seeing how that goes oh that totally counts it totally counts uh i mean yeah okay yeah okay own it i won't i won't argue um <laughs> it's yeah yeah, and and I obviously <clears throat> I obviously started off joking about it when I started, uh, you know, promoting Water Two everywhere I could, um, and then yeah, it reached it reached meme status, um, but then but then I've actually I don't know I I played around with it a bit on a, an alt account, um, and had some fun with that, and. And and you do see some very good players have a lot of success taking it. I know Zavok, um, as an example, has had success taking it with, you know, even someone like Alchemists, who you're thinking just needs to take point point favors. Um, and he's mm. you know had some really cool games with it. Um, I, I'm pretty. I, I know Simon has as well um, with Alchemists and others. So 
it's 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 again it's a it's a more situational pick and it's it's a pick that i try to find reasons to take more often because i feel like i kind of have to to justify my uh support for it but also because um i I think it really actually can be quite useful in a lot of games for a lot of different factions yeah yeah and yeah it's when it does it's a glorious thing when it actually works and yeah like there's a the the other i think the other thing that's genius about water 2 being a thing is just that it's the only uh favor tile that is an action mm-hmm. right and the the fact that it's an action and the and that often that is kind of a i'd say i don't know i mean you're the the judge of this but i'd say more often that's a hindrance than a help <laughs> but when it is a help and you're like oh i've got this extra action it's mm-hmm. glorious but yeah the, the sort of tempo consideration of water 2 is a fascinating part of the game i think yeah it is and sometimes sometimes it can be very beneficial and sometimes it's uh because of tempo reasons you have to kind of skip it but um, it always gives you that that extra option um so there we go fire one is his favorite favorite tile. <laughs> yes yeah i i yeah like i said i i'm pretty sure it's the one that i take the most out of out of any of them um and then the sort of other thing that's going on at the moment is the well sort of what was happening was the fire and ice faction introduction uh but then we've also got all these fan (laughs) factions um how are you how are you feeling about the fan factions have you played much of them now that they're sort of uh uh shout out to rinse font rance font for doing it an amazing job of getting them drip feeding us these juicy new factions have you had much of a chance to play them yet um i haven't um excuse me i i tend to not actually play a ton of games on bga um if you if you go to my profile you'll see that you know i i don't play very often um but i I do. I have played one game. It was a three-player game, um, playing with um, my wife and and a friend. And I played the Gold Diggers, and they're a lot of fun. Um, Is it four coins? Four coins for a spade? No, no. How many coins? Yeah, for a spade? four coins. Um, until if you build your stronghold, then it switches to three coins. Um, but yeah, they have a crazy coin income ability with their trading houses and stuff like that. And and in a three-player game, you know, there's more chance to get the the seven coin power action. So I got three of them in this game. And um just looking at the stats here right now. Oh yeah. So I I collected 115 coins throughout the entire game. <laughs> for those of you who aren't really familiar with that that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> these factions do you like uh i talked i talked about this with jamie a bit do you do you like the sort of uh wacky factions or do you like a, a sort of tight 
really like nicely made vanilla faction, both in terms of fun and then kind of competitive play. Yeah, I like, I feel like I like, um, I like it to be a little more level um, between factions. Um, I guess, yeah, just personally, I, I feel like that's where you can get more um, impact from your, you know, different skill or different planning ability and that kind of thing. Um, I know, um, yeah, there's some people who that really like the kind of, you know, as crazy as possible and, you know, add in all the, all the expansions all together and get everything in there and then just play this insane game. But I, I definitely prefer a bit more streamlined um, and basic stuff. So I was I was a little a little apprehensive about the fan factions um, when they kind of announced them and you know that they're officially coming out and all this. Um, I was a little bit nervous about them, and some of the uh, some of the early ones that they released kind of confirmed some of those worries. Um, yeah, they were they were getting really yeah. wacky at the beginning, right? <laughs> um, but overall, I think I think they've actually done a pretty good job, um, and, and some of them do have very cool uh, mechanics and stuff kind of implemented in them. And so, so overall, I'm I'm actually, you know, kind of kind of excited about you know giving them a try and and playing with them a bit. Because mm. uh, that relatedly is like the fire and ice factions right because you you've played quite a lot of those on the like we were saying earlier on mm -hmm. the ladder and in fjords league sort of on the snowman side do you enjoy them as a kind of yeah like a competitive thing like like would you like to see them in fire to open for example um yeah that's a difficult question um i i do enjoy the fire and ice factions um I've also played them quite a bit in person, um, like with my friends. Um, and I guess I should qualify that. I like some of the Fire Nice factions. Um, I, I don't really like Dragon Lords. They're a bit, I don't know. They're, there's, they're a bit, there's a, they can be quite aggressive, but um, they also have some, pretty big limitations in that so they're just kind of a weird faction to play and to play against um like you just feel like kind of kind of awkwardly limited by the you know removing your power tokens you, you kind of under two you almost can't even take any power actions so you just kind of kind of eliminate a whole section of the gameplay from from your your mm. faction through that um yeah, that is weird. So, so I don't really care for them, and I don't really. Well, I just haven't really played Riverwalkers very much, just in general. Um, they're also quite odd. Um, so, but the rest of them, like I, I really like Acolytes. Really enjoy playing Acolytes. Um, Yetis are a lot of fun, unless you get uh, leech starved, and then you. I, uh, painful death um and ice maidens are, are pretty cool as well uh shapeshifters as well are, are very fun to play very very brain burny 
to play because there's a lot a lot going on <laughs> a lot to think about um yeah overall i like most of those factions and and i do i didn't like the uh the extra final scoring as much initially um and so like playing with friends we usually didn't have it even if we were including the fire and ice factions but um Oh, interesting. Yeah, but playing it more on Snellman um, and a little bit on BGA, like I've I've actually come to to enjoy them quite a bit more, and I do I do like playing with them. Mm. So, are we putting them in fire to open or not? Right, right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to to press you. Oh, that's okay. That I'll just yeah, I just talked for a really long time and then didn't answer your actual question um no to be clear it's good to hear your, yeah, it's good to hear your thoughts before as well <laughs> yeah um yeah i i would be in favor um i would also i mean i, I don't think it's going to happen um and that's totally fine as well um but yeah i would be in favor of adding them with the with the caveat that I would also prefer not playing with auction then. Um, mm, okay. Which I know there's been, there are other debates about that as well. Um, yeah. I mean, the auction would be fine. I would just prefer, I, I just hate auctions in general um, because they can take such a long time. And I, some people find them really engaging and like, like the extra thinking time to kind of, uh you know go through all the possible opening starting placements and you know what's going to happen in the first round and all this and i just to i i I get too bored by trying to think about that stuff so i mostly just click on factions that i want to play and then eventually get sick and tired and pick the 40 faction just to start the game (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i i find that a really interesting point is the yeah is is auction good or not both in terms of like a playing it and also like a broadcasting yeah for like chris broadcasting the tournament um and i yeah i sort of come and go on it and i think it's i think whether i like the one or not is kind of i guess like inversely proportional to how busy i am in my life <laughs> and if i'm like oh yeah i've got loads of time to watch this this international clash tournament yeah. where the auctions are taking <laughs> an hour and it's, i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna luxuriate and love this and if i'm like busy at work and i'm like come on i just want to watch a game of terra mystica i'm like yeah. screw this auction <laughs> how long it takes <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and i i i do like the 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 implementation of the auction for some reasons like obviously getting to see some of the weaker factions played more and um kind of alleviating the the seat order um advantages um is is nice but but i i do think that with the implementation of the fire and ice factions that there it kind of solves some of the seat order problems um not perfectly but um it does help and just yeah anything to get rid of the auction to not have all that wasted time would be a plus in my books <laughs> there we go yeah um yeah it's a, it's an interesting discussion right in to 
fire to an air at gmail.com with your comments on auction. Um, cool. Uh, so that is, that's sort of all I had, I guess. That is, uh, yeah, that's what I had. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or wanted to rant about or oh. to raise? <laughs> hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, it's no more hot takes. No. Well, no. I do come up with things from time to time. Um, I mean, <laughs> I obviously I'm. If any people who play with me um, at all will know that I do not like uh, to take Earth One um, and Round One. Um, I pretty much avoid that at all costs, unless sometimes, obviously, sometimes with with engineers, I'll take it, and with as long as I'm also, if I'm double templing, I'll take it, and if I'm alchemists, I will sometimes take it. Um, I guess more than sometimes, I would usually take it if I'm opening temple, but for most other factions, I I do not take it in round one. Um, and I, yeah, it's just kind of my preferred style. So I definitely lean more into the economy side of the game, a la Rainier, especially, I think. Um, mm. Earth One is so not in now. And I, I literally blundered and took it in Snellman this this season oh, no. in my it wasn't engineers but you know it's one of these things where i was like if i if i post this on a forum and say like i i had like a whole thing i was like oh i've blundered and i've taken earth one no one would believe me right they'd be like no you're just a basic loser of an earth <laughs> one player and you're gonna pretend that you blundered when actually you meant to take it all along so <laughs> Obviously, like a cool, the cool guy I am, the cool mature player, I was trying to take Earth 2. And so I did a double power to, I think I burnt like four power and then did three power to work twice to build my second temple and take Earth 2 so that I could look cool. Because, you know, yeah, I think you can get, you can get kicked out of tournaments for that kind of stuff now, rushing Earth 1. Yeah, well, yeah, either either banned or just you know uh, mocked openly um, in in the yeah, court. Yeah, it's of not even bad, is it? Yeah, you just yeah, <laughs> just not you're just not cool. Yeah, if you do it. Um, yeah, that's that's actually kind of looping back to the TM tour um, div one. Uh, that's something I've noticed is in my you know four games that I've played is that there's a there's a very strong uh, rush to get Earth One, um, which is kind of strange. Oh yeah, interesting. So even yeah, because I remember a few ta- a few seasons ago, we were sort of monitoring it and seeing because yeah, that there's there was that kind of potential difference in the meta between, uh, yeah, between like the Snellman players and the Life players. But yeah, so that is interesting. There is there are still Earth One rushes in Div. Yeah, I think. I think in every single well, I think in three out of my four games, 
Um, there was at least a mostly Earth One rush. Um, yeah, I'm just it looks like it. Yeah, and then the other crazy thing that I've seen in uh, is there's one player who has played Darklings in a couple of games, in a couple of my games, and in both of them he's gone double east um, with Darklings, which um, in the BGA Terra community is you know a big faux pas now. Um, so that'll be interesting <laughs> yeah. to see how that works for him. Yeah, I've got a double east Darklings one in my. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is interesting when you see it. And it is like, I don't know, I'm not enough to judge people, but it is just, oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a well, new, <laughs> double E Star Wars and interesting. And the, I mean, and we, can, we can laugh about this and joke about this, but like the, the crazy thing and, and what, what I think, and there's some people that push back against these kind of, um, you know, hot takes that everyone has, um, or I guess they're more cold takes that everyone accepts sometimes, but um, in, in a game as complex as Terra Mystica, right, there's so many different ways to win um, that even, you know, sometimes the uh, what's, exp uh, what's commonly thought of as not the right thing can still work um, in certain situations. So... Um, there are no hard and fast rules. I don't think that you can follow. There's always there's always room for for different styles of play. Even you know if it's something that we feel like isn't isn't the 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 meta anymore, it can still work. That's why it's such a good game. Yeah. Oh, I love Terraska. Yeah, it is. It is the the greatest game. I see. Yeah, I just sent my. Sent my friend Lockie a message the other day, just saying, "Terra Mystica is such a good uh -uh game." <laughs> that is all. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I was, just, I was, make, I think I was just making some some snowman moves, and I was just like, "This is glorious. I love this." I was, yeah, I was debating whether I spent ages considering whether to burn below six power, and I was just like, "I love the fact that this is such a like." It's sort of a 50-50 decision, and I'm like weighing out. That's like this. Is great. Yeah. Uh, well, it was. Re it's really nice to to talk to you. Um, yeah, I hadn't recorded many of these for a while, and now I've done a few in a row. And I'm. It's really nice getting to meet people and talk to people. I'm like, I'm an introvert, but. Talking to you guys over Discord, I just love it for some reason. It's really fun. So yeah, um, nice to talk to you. Yeah, no, it was it was great to talk to you as well. Thanks for having me. Is yeah, it's a lot of fun. And yeah, I, I really I really enjoy all these podcasts. So, um, or are are we calling them podcasts now? I think I think you. Uh, I think I slipped yeah. up in a recent one and, and used the p word. So yeah. Yeah. So. They're on Spotify and stuff. Um, so, yeah, that, people people are really impressed that it's on Spotify. <laughs> um, like, I was talking, yeah, I was talking to um, to a friend and he, he said his fiance was like impressed that it was on, that it was actually on Spotify. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's on Spotify. But to put it, you just, you just like, anyway, you could put, I could just like fart into a microphone and put it on Spotify. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> you just send it and it goes on Spotify. But yeah. anyway, people are, are like <laughs> impressed that it's on Spotify. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. There is the player who may or may not be the best Terra Mystica player in the world, George. Oh, you have you. Ha- how many cats do you have? Uh one. I've got one cat. Um, who, mm. funnily enough, um. I just found out that your cat's name is Millie. Um, double L, M I double L I E. My cat's name is Missy, M I S S I E. Yeah, Millie Missy. So, yes, you have a cat. I don't know if Matt the Lesser has a cat. Is he Cat the Lesser or Cat the Mora? That might be the deciding factor. Yeah. is number of cats on the like top trumps card of best player so we'll let us know matt do you have a cat yeah i i don't uh, think he does i don't think so but i could be wrong no good that's no good yeah um cool um yeah enjoy the rest of your saturday and your weekend um yeah speak at some point soon maybe yeah thanks thanks so much it was all fun yeah, man. Yes, yeah.